Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, Runaways? It's time to tackle the past and the present as we dive into the dark dimension here on the Runaways After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Yes, guys! We're back! Oh, look at those flashing lights! Oh my gosh, it's so reminiscent of the opening of Runaways. Mm. Oh my gosh, I love it! Oh my gosh. So, we are here for the Runaways After Show on AfterBuzz TV. We're talking episode 5, Enter the Dreamland. Oh my gosh, what an interesting, mystical episode that we had here. I'm your host, Ollie Drennan. I'm joined by the amazing, the superest Marvel fan that I know. We have Lauren B in the house. Hey, Ollie. How you doing, girl? How are you? You, oh, you okay? I'm, I'm great. I'm so hyped about this episode. Right. And unfortunately, <laughs> we're fine. We're, we're kind of in our own little dark dimension tonight. Uh, we are missing. We're separated for some of our other r- runaways. We left some space. It's okay. Them. We got this. We got this. We are stuck, like I said, but... Go ahead and shout out Shay Jones and Mina Nadine. We love them. They just cannot be here, unfortunately. They're tackling their own demons and their own dreams. Because this was a lot to process. Their own little dreams. Each character that we kind of have fallen in love over the past three seasons. Um, But um, if you guys are tuning in live, that's awesome. I see you guys. I'm looking at the chat. I see you guys. Nicholas Kelly, Enchanted Sim. And, of course, Ivan Soto. We love you guys so much. Keep chatting with us. Let us know what you thought. But remember... No spoilers, right, Lauren? No spoilers. We no spoilers. Not want them. Lauren and I have only seen up to episode five, so and we're going to keep it that way. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Josh in the booth. You are an amazing producer. But I got to know this girl, Lauren. So much happened. So much mystical, magical stuff that we're not used to. What are your initial thoughts of Enter the Dreamland? Because lots of process. Such a visual episode. What did you? What are you thinking right now in this moment? This episode was completely whimsical. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I kind of like loved and hate the episode all in the same Which moment. Which is totally fine. Yeah. And it's only because the tone of the show, you're kind of used to it in a certain mm-hmm. way. So now you've taken me into this very much so like wrinkle in time yeah. vibe and feel to it. So now I have to take all that in. But then it allows for me to see these different layers that they right. discovered about the parents and the kids and that part I absolutely love. Right. I think what's so important I kind of wrote this down in my notes when I was watching the episode earlier is that sometimes you have to kind of revisit the past or reflect on the past in order to kind of move forward in the present or to possibly grow within the future and you learn some things I mean we learn some things about Gert especially and kind of like that dynamic with her mother but we have so much to talk about here we have we're going to talk about Gert like I said we got to talk about Chase Carolina um Nico and some other characters that we kind of haven't seen in a while but I have so much excitement and I can't wait to get to our predictions later because Lauren I need I need help with these predictions oh I got you okay good I I have some thoughts going on in my head I trust I trust that you have great shots 
shots. <laughs> some some shots, you know. I need some shots after this episode. Um, but let us know your thoughts, too, and what you think is going to happen in this episode, because there's so much to unpack. So why don't we just get into it? Let's do it. All right. First topic. We Our kids... They wake up after the success of defeating the aliens, thanks to Nico. And we kind of come to find out they're in this dreamlike trance. Yeah. As we come to find out the dark dimension. And they meet Quentin, this magician guy and whatnot. But they're stuck and they're powerless. And this is because Nico, which, thank you, Nico, for banishing the aliens (laughs) and your parents. But however, you're stuck in the dark dimension. You're powerless. And come to find out from Quentin that... Their parents have been, when the transition into this dimension, they're, they've been separated from the aliens, okay? So yeah. what were you thinking when you kind of found out this revelation? Because it was, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's good, or is it? Yeah, that was a little hard to take in figuring out if it was a positive or a mm-hmm. negative. Because of the, and in the moment, you're like, woo, the aliens are right. gone, right? And then you're like, okay, now what have we gotten ourselves into? Exactly. <laughs> so I can understand why the kids were like, thanks, Nico. Thanks. But also, thanks, Nico. <laughs> uh, but, like, why don't we get on to, speaking of Nico, 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 Nico has such a huge arc in this season, I feel like. She really is, like I said in the previous after show, kind of becoming the leader and really stepping up to the plate because there is so much magic going on. We've had so much technology, but Nico really is kind of becoming the focal point in this, especially kind of reuniting with not only some of her ancestors, quote-unquote ancestors. You can't really trust anything that's going on in the dark dimension, but she's also saved by, from her quote-unquote sister Amy, who was killed by Jonah previously. How crazy is that? So, what are your thoughts on this quote-unquote Amy, who doesn't remember? Because remember, we found out in this episode that the longer you're in the dark dimension, the more you're... the quicker you're going to start forgetting your memories. So, what were your thoughts on this kind of uh, tackling Amy and eventually coming to encounter her mother again, which who she hasn't yeah. seen in a while? Amy was interesting to me because we we do know and we accepted that this character has passed right in the storyline, correct? So yeah. it was interesting and weird, and we we deal with a lot of other quote unquote dead characters throughout this dimension. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they chose to use Amy to be like her guidance, yeah, the spiritual guider, yeah, throughout this whole situation, it was interesting because. Do we like her? Yes, because we think that this is her sister. She's trustworthy. And there's this whole situation where we want to just be excited because their relationship has had this huge, like, severance. It's just cut off in the middle of nowhere. And now she gets the chance to see her again for the first time. But the whole time I'm sitting there going, can we really trust Amy? Yeah. Can we really, really trust her? And then... Amy knows about this world. And I'm thinking to myself, Amy, how do you really know about this world? And how long have you been here? Right. Are you dead? Are you alive? Like, what's really happening? Because Runaways, it's a little twisted sometimes. Right. And it was really frustrating, too, because uh, kind of jumping ahead, I wasn't sure if that really was Amy. Because yeah. how did Amy get into the Dark Dimension if Jonah killed her? Was it Amy? Because I remember when they eventually left, which we'll talk about, Amy turned into Quentin, right. the guy from earlier. So I'm thinking, was that Quentin the entire time? Or is it even Quentin? Right. That's so the other thing. Is this all manipulations from 
Morgan. So I don't know. Were you th- or is this more predictions territory? What were, did you oh, have it's any definitely thoughts? Predictions territory. Okay, and let us know in the <laughs> chat what you thought about that scene because that really stood like a huge. Whew, that was a lot to process for sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about the reuniting of Nico and her mom later. But first, before we get to that, we got to talk about Carolina oh. because Carolina kind of met Nico quote-unquote a Nico in her dream. Yes. But also she met 17 somewhat familiar faces, the 17 who were all sacrificed from the prize. So what were your thoughts on kind of Carolina being in her nightmare, confronting these 17 characters that were killed by pride, and her kind of them making it seem like she was the reason why they were killed because she was the face of the Gaborim? Yeah, like that was a little harsh. Like, for me to accept. I'm like, okay, I understand we're connecting the dots. She was the face. Everyone kind of went. Because that would be considered her peer and her age group. So, of course, we're going because we connect and we recognize you. Right. Right? So you Mm -hmm. were a trustworthy figure. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, accepting that she is the reason why 17. Right young people died is so harsh and that was really mm-hmm. tough for me to watch just because she didn't even know yeah and she even says that like she's like i had no idea what was happening with pride i had mm-hmm. no idea what our parents were doing and now i'm gonna have to carry the guilt because i was this poster child exactly <laughs> so it's like oh did i feel the fire in a sense even though it wasn't my intention right it just was really sucky and also getting tied up and having to deal with that demon nico are you kidding me which props to the makeup artist they did an amazing job prosthetics lyrica if you follow her on instagram she was posting little behind the scenes uh photos of her like the teeth did you recognize the teeth teeth? i was like oh my gosh this is some buffy the vampire slayer stuff um, but it's cool that everyone from the cast is finally being able to post their BTS photos because they haven't been able to for the longest time. But I love that. Uh, that's something I'm going to miss from the show and how into the, the how into the show the, the actors are. Yeah. But um, what were your thoughts on kind of like Carolina confront or this Nico quote unquote Nico kind of confronting Carolina and kind of the the dark side and how Carolina is now being uh, pressured about accepting this dark side even though it's. Completely kind of fabricated yeah. and completely, uh, how you say, um, very, I'm trying to look for the word, very fabricated. It's fabricated yeah. and it's kind of like over-exaggerated. It was interesting because the whole time Nico was trying to express her pain. Mm. And then when she finally got it out, it was the whole thing about being alone. And I'm th- I'm really sitting there thinking to myself, like, Carolina and Nico, like, they are intertwined. And is this her inner thoughts, like Caroline's, uh, like her inner thoughts about whether or not she wants to be alone? Mm -hmm. Or is this really an issue that Nico is fighting with? And it's a little scary because they both have had dreamland or whimsical thoughts from the wedding of losing each other. And now this scene with them losing each other. Caroline just keeps having these nightmares, Lauren. Okay, so it's definitely her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's kind of like, yes, she says she, like, says that Nico is enough and like I love you Nico you're more than enough however there is that okay is it this some subconsciously like Mina was talking about this earlier how the, your dreams are your subconscious coming to fruition so is she having these th- these uh, thoughts of Nico and how 
can I accept her darkness? I'm the light, but can I accept this darkness? Right. You know? And it's so funny because the dark dimension was introduced in Cloak and Dagger. Do you watch Cloak and Dagger by chance? <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is kind of like our, uh, well, soon to be crossover. Right. And how basically in these dreams and like these memories, I feel like the whole purpose of the dark dimension is for these characters who's ever caught in them to really lose hope. Not only their memories, yeah. but to lose their hope. And that makes so much sense. That if you lose your memories, then what hope do you have? You know, those memories are so, whether they're bad or good, but they really do shape you and who yeah. you are as a person. So it makes sense that we're seeing some characters, such as this quote-unquote Amy, lose everything because they don't know what's going on because they lost who they are. Right. You know, because your memories, your past makes you who you are. So... Any more thoughts on, on uh, Carolina Onika before we move on? No, I totally agree with the light and the dark and just really being able to touch on that that topic of right. can you accept me for who I am? Mm-hmm. No matter what comes our way, good, bad, or indifferent, mm-hmm. will you always still love me? And I think right. that scene is what that was all about. How much love do you have? Right, and that kind of like, going back to Cloak and Dagger, that mirrors the light and darkness of Tandy and Tyrone. Yes. So Carolina is literally Tandy. Yes. And Nico is uh, it's Tyrone. This is going to be a deep crossover. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for it. But we're also ready to talk about Gert and Stacy, because this one really hit home for me because I mean this was an actual memory for sure this was a memory that Stacy had of Gert going down in the basement and, right. and seeing the prototype of old lace and Stacy actually injected um, mind wiped Gert as, as a child 13 years old and Gert realizes that by doing this this event caused anxiety within Gert that's why Gert suffers from anxiety so what were your thoughts on kind of like this revelation and also Gert kind of meeting the old lace that we do not know. It's kind of like the new lace or the prototype lace. It was interesting because Gert literally throughout her dreamland situation, she was denying it for the first half of it. Like she legitly was like, oh no, this didn't happen to me. And it's so crazy how you can suppress a memory, right? Mm -hmm. And try to make something new or cover it up or deny the fact that it happened so that you can move forward in life. And I feel like with her character, it was so important for her to remember and to remember how her mother truly was and then accept that and overcome it and watching her overcome her fear in just like the whole acknowledgement of no, my mother really did this to me and Mm -hmm. I am bigger than this. And I can handle this situation. That was a beautiful arc within that scene that we were able to acknowledge. Like sometimes you just got to accept it. Right. (laughs) You just got to accept it and then be able to handle it. Yeah. This happened to me, but despite this negative thing that did happen to me, that was caused by someone that I thought I loved, you know, like I still love, but it's a family member who thought they were doing the right thing, even though they weren't. Yes. You know, that by mind wiping me, just because this thing happened to me, this negative thing that caused me the anxiety, that doesn't define me. Correct. You know? And I also think it was very powerful to kind of see Stacy think that she was doing... The, it's like parenting, you know? Right. I think I'm doing Just this, like Dale. I, I think I'm doing the best for my child and caring for them by hiding the truth from them and keeping them safe to safe. There's, a tr- there's something that really speaks true about... Protecting your kids too much. Correct. It's so true. There's, it's so hard, and then there's the, the, the dynamics of 
should I let my kid go out and experiment? Should I let them stay out late until past 10 p.m.? You know, right. it's like, how, is there, what's the right way to parent, basically? You know, so clearly don't mind wipe your kids. <laughs> but I just love that fact that it's so hard because Stacy, I do believe Stacy is a genuinely good character that loves her, her kids, Molly Absolutely. and Gert. But she did do something terrible to Gert that caused her this issue of anxiety and all these years of the lying with the pride, clearly. Right. It's just the fact that it's Stacy and Dale were caught up with pride. It's just really unfortunate. Yeah. But what is fortunate is that some of the characters in the episode were able to kind of reunite with one another. And Gert, Gert, before that, we have to talk about Chase, though. Oh, Yeah. Chase this, and Molly. Chase and Molly. Oh my gosh, Molly. Yes. Oh, oh, okay, more, more, <laughs> more nightmares. Oh, I'm triggered. But Chase, <laughs> um, he did end, end up getting back with Gert. However, before that, he comes into the old memory of his father, Victor, and Victor's father. So basically, he's seeing his grandfather abuse his father. Exactly. And so, what were your thoughts on kind of seeing the cycle of abuse in front of him for the first time, realizing, wow, my father became abusive because of my grandfather. Talk and- about the cycle of life, right? right? And just like habitual habits because of your circumstances. All this time we're thinking Victor is just, you know, Victor and right. he's abusive because he's, you know, striving to be this powerful man or Mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to express his love. And sure, all those things are factors. But at the end of the day, it's because of the cycle of his life. Yeah. And we probably can argue that maybe he really doesn't know love because of how his father abused him. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. Oh, and I love the fact that, I don't know if you caught it, Uh but there was like this really sweet moment. And it, it was in your face, but if... I don't know if anyone else interpreted it the way I did. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Chase's dad literally was like, go ahead. Do what you're going to do. If you want to hit me, go ahead and hit me. But I surely hope that you're going to be better than me. And no, those were not the words. But that was the moment. And I was just sitting there like, are we going to break this cycle? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, he eventually did kind of save his father from that. Yep. You know, that was just crazy to see. And it, I think it goes to show that also that, like you said, we talk about the cycle and it really is. I, I genuinely believe people aren't raised to hate or to be abusive. I think that abuse comes from other people, like hurt people. It's like that old thing. Hurt yep. people hurt people. And Absolutely. It's, it's a clear indicator of the Stein family, you know. And so we don't want Chase to go down that similar route, you know, by any means. And it was a reflection. I really believe that, not that we've really ever seen too many abusive tendencies from Chase. Right. But I believe a lot of these dreams were mere effects of understanding the truth behind people's people's behavior and -hmm. understanding what really makes them tick or why a certain scenario happened. And this episode just really showcased that whole backstory or the mindset of the the parents, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the parents and the kids. Yeah, and it really just makes you kind of feel more so for Victor and everything that happened to him and his, despite him... Uh, follow, following suit of the cycle, he in that moment chose to stand up to his son and be like, "No, don't be like me." And I love what and that she was said. beautiful. It was, and then they were able to kind of like leave the situation. Chase did kind of <laughs> yes. go. Chase went a little ham on Grandpa, but also keep in mind, 
I think Chase did learn from that situation. And keep in mind that that wasn't really the right. grandfather. That was Correct. just... I mean, Amy kind of, like, the Amy in the bed, remember when Nico did? Yes. Kind of, like... <laughs> she <laughs> kind of... Staff in her. <laughs> exactly. Amy kind of obliterated. She did a... She did a... Um, what am I trying to say? Infinity War phase. She was phasing <laughs> yes. away. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Um, but they eventually meet up with Gert. But we got to talk about... Whew, okay. Molly's mm. nightmare. Oh, my gosh. I love this, though. At first, I thought, okay, Molly's got it. Good. She's in the, <laughs> having the time of her life, being reunited with her parents. Come to find out, though, it's a nightmare. And yeah. that the fact that her parents don't know who Molly is. They don't know who the teenager Molly is by any means of the sort. They only know Todd, like, three-year-old Molly. And it's so, I love seeing this teenager Molly, Allegro Costa, sitting in the table. Yeah, like all the down, like... The toddler, the, the baby, kind of set up and whatnot. I thought that was so powerful to kind of... It really painted the picture of like a nightmare of her dream, like being yes. in a dream. Um, and sure, kind of like being teased by the dark dimension of like, your parents were bad, your parents, which I don't believe they were, you know, I don't believe. As, what, what, as in tune to everything yeah. that was going on. I think that they were very uh, manipulated by pride. I think they were definitely on the outskirts and they really believed why, I mean, they, they were killed by pride. Right. For sure. Le- Leslie Jonah, um, I really do think that they were kind of more on the outskirts of pride. I mean, I know they pr- participated, but they realized that what they were doing are wrong and it was just too late. And what were right. you, what were you thinking? Cause this yeah. clearly was a major nightmare seeing all the kids start to die by the poisoning of the juice that they were serving. Yeah. That was, that was a very intense scene too, mm-hmm. because poor Molly, she was trying her hardest to like escape and having to jump through a window. Like it was a little extreme, but I think that scene kind of set it up for us to understand how on the inside it can kind of look one way and then on the outside looking in it's a totally different thing right because that was a nice little reversal that they did for that scene like oh okay they're gone yeah um but i really think that the parents genuinely didn't know what they were doing i agree with you i do believe that was the whole point of them or the whole reason why they ended up being murdered because once they found out they really tried to make a difference and you know, squeal on them and it just did not work out. But I think that was one of the powerful things about this whole dream sequence. It was twirling with the mind and what's true and what's reality and what's not because Molly outside of Amy and the grandparents for Nico, Mm. they were all dead versus all the other kids were dealing with their alive parents. And not everyone was... You really didn't know who to trust in this episode and what was real, what was fake, what was fabricated, what was manipulated by Morgan, if she did have ties and whatnot. Um, But yeah, it really threw me for a loop because at first I was thinking, okay, maybe the parents weren't like all of what they were cracked up to be, but I think that just goes into the theme of where we all started, where we came from in season one and in the comics, the original run by Brian K. Vaughn of, wow, my parents aren't what they all are caught up to be or thought up to be. They aren't, you know, the great successful people. They've stepped on so many people below them and they've kind of, in a sense, sold their souls in order for them to benefit. Right. You know, benefit. Yeah. And I think, I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier too, that the whole point of this reality was to make them lose hope. 
here Molly thought that her parents were like bigger than life. They yeah. were the epitome of positivity and just everything that could be imaginably great. Mm-hmm. And all the whole time they were just trying to tear him down, tear him down, mm-hmm. change her thought. And I think that was the one way that Molly would have been stuck because mm-hmm. she has them on a pedestal. Yeah. Like they were gods in her eyes. Right. So to see like this new quote unquote truth yeah. or reality, that was definitely her way of losing hope. Yeah. And I love that you say that because not only does that remind me so much of Tandy's storyline with her father in Cloak. Oh. So true. Right? I just thought of this because you said this and how she realized this whole time, wow, my father was abusive and he was not the man that I thought he was. Yeah. But I think it was different for Molly. But also it's so easy for to be manipulated, to manipulate Molly because she didn't really know her parents fully because she they died when she was three. Right. You know? So it's, it was, it's, I feel like that relates so much to Tandy in a, a little bit. So they can kind of like... And different situations, but it, that made me totally think of Tandy and her father in Cloak and Dagger. Absolutely. Um, but everyone's eventually, everyone is eventually uh, reunited, minus our boy Alex Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but more on him in a second. What we, what I loved, my, one of my favorite scenes in this episode was kind of uh, Nico and her mother Tina. Finally, first of all, I missed Tina so much. I don't know if you love <laughs> Tina as much as I do, but I love Tina regardless. I think she's so, a Brittany who portrays her is so freaking phenomenal. I loved, she's I loved, so talented. I loved seeing her different various roles this season. But her, my favorite role from her is not the alien form. It is Tina Minoru. Okay, but I, but I loved seeing her work with Nico, and I was thinking, oh, you know, Nico's not going to have her mom this season, but she does, and her mom helped her and everyone escaped through the, the blood magic. So what were you thinking? What were your thoughts on the reuniting of mother and daughter and kind of being in a place of uh, mutual respect mm-hmm. of getting out of this hopeless dark dimension? I thought it was beautiful because for the first time, I think we can say that genuinely her mom cared. Yeah. You know, in the past, We've seen her mom manipulate situations and try to be conniving in the sense of pressuring her daughter to do something. But in this moment, we really saw a sweet and sincere Mm -hmm. mother. And I thought that was beautiful. This was a new dynamic for their relationship. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to keep this later on down the line, but I really hope they do because Nico has had so much anger, you know, just building up. Ever because since of the, their yeah, yeah the because, death of Amy yeah because of the death of Amy and, and of because course, of the relationship and then of course throw pride realizing your parents pride again have been <laughs> sacrificing kids for years exactly and then your mom is you know calling shots about it right her mom is the head of the household with the wizard yes. <laughs> with the wizard neck. <laughs> um but also what did you think of kind of hearing the name Morgan Le Fay and mm. Tina reacting to it. So clearly, she knows who Morgan Le Fay yes. is. Did you catch that? I caught it. And I kind of caught it the episode before when we were talking oh, about... with the picture? Or... With the picture. Okay. So that is... That picture was an illusion, but it must be more to that. There illusion. has to be more. They almost didn't seem like arch enemies or something. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know where they're going with this, right, but... But, it, but it's exciting just to know that... There is history behind that. Oh, there's some deep history. And even just her see, face. Right. She knew something. Oh, wow. Morgan's up to this. Yes. This is the whole reason. This is from Morgan's work. 
Um, but I just love even seeing uh, the Minoru ancestors, uh, Nico's like grandma and like, quote unquote grandma, but, right? But until they turned lethal on Nico, <laughs> but that was just so interesting, and I want to know more backstory on the Minorus, and I really hope we get that. That get that. This season, we, I feel like we are because this we're going through the whole family. We have Robert, mm-hmm. we have Amy, and everyone is now becoming like a puzzle piece to right. this bigger story, this bigger picture. And we just don't have all the ties yet, but right, we know that it's centered around this family, right? And, he, and you know what? Also, we don't have our boy Alex, who we saw. So we'll, oh, uh, Alex. we'll talk about a little bit more predictions later, but Alex has been stuck (laughs) in the dark dimension for who knows how long. And he's being held captive by a wall. So any thoughts on that? And also just due to the fact that when their characters do come back to reality from the dark dimension, they realize they've been gone for six months. So what were you thinking about this whole revelation? Six months? Six Six months. months. What happened, girl? (laughs) What are you thinking? I'm thinking like, What's happening with Morgan? Like, she's mm-hmm. just been running around with, in the world by herself for or, six months. Or with Robert. <laughs> or with Robert. Yes. Like, what is she up to? There's nothing, like, there's nothing good that's going to come out of that. Because all the kids were gone. Zavin's gone. The uh, aliens are gone. Where's Leslie? Um, Jeffrey? Uh, so we got to, guys, if you're tuning in, listening live, let us get those predictions ready. Tell us. Uh, who else are we missing? We're missing, where's Dale? Oh, where's yeah. Where's Dale? Anna. Dale, Dale has left the building like a long time. And has <laughs> been gone right? for a minute. Who knows? Since the cabin. Where's old Lace? <laughs> where's old Lace, dude? Good question. Um, and also another question. I'm so excited. We have five mm. episodes left. Okay. To backtrack a little bit, because we still have some time. Where's the aliens? Are they stuck in the dark dimension? Are we going to see them again? And did you not think a little bit? Okay, so do you? What did you think of when it was Gert, Stacy, uh, Victor, and Chase? They were driving under like a bridge, and they saw three bodies that were hanged. Ooh! Did you get any sense that? I don't know. I thought that those could have hmm. possibly been aliens, or it just was very interesting that they showed that for a while and they zoomed in any thoughts I on that i don't know no. okay we know it's gonna obviously it's yeah. a clue but i don't know it was just so interesting i know there's four aliens that were missing so they they have to come back at some point but i was just really interested that they showed that shot of the three bodies that were hung um but yeah let, let us know what you thought of that and yes. any any of your thoughts and let theories. us know your predictions on that I am just stressed out by this episode, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I do want to get to our special segment, just to kind of show light to a comic book reference character, or just something that the show kind of influenced from the comics. And that, of course, girl, we talked about already, The Dark Dimension. Yes. Which, if you're no stranger to Doctor Strange, we that was heavily influenced in Doctor Strange. And we kind of saw it in Cloak and Dagger, for sure. And oh, we yeah. finally saw it in The Runaways, which means Danny and Tyrone are around the corner. <laughs> but The Dark Dimension is actually the home of Dormammu. We saw Dormammu in Doctor Strange, and he was actually banished, and he seeks to seize other dimensions. And clearly, he wants people to lose hope so he can steal everything. <laughs> So, Dormammu, you are just not a good person. And it's, speaking of Doctor Strange, it was really interesting because in the comics, he actually has battled the Minorus before. Ooh. 
So that's very, very interesting. And there was also Ooh. kind of a little reference in Doctor Strange with a Minoru. Yes, because if you remember that shot in Doctor Strange, there was actually a character. She was an Asian character. Who knows who it was? Maybe it was Tina. I think it was. I think they confirmed that it was Tina Minoru. Ooh. But she was actually holding the staff of one in that film. So I don't know if anyone remembers that. Go back and check it out. Check it out. Just references. So clearly, Doctor Strange has ties to the Minorus and vice versa. And now that we're throwing the dark dimension into it, the possibilities are endless, especially with a character like Morgan Le Fay. Mm. So, yes, um, lots to kind of process. So, I hope you're getting those predictions ready, girl. Oh, yeah. The more you know here on Afterbus <laughs> TV. Uh, but before we get to predictions, quick little news. Just a little tidbit of news. Afterbus TV news. Just a little bit. Breaking news. This is last season. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You've heard it. Heard it time again. Um, but... It is sad that it's the last season. However, if you guys are, can't get your, enough of Runaways, I highly recommend go and check out Runaways on the comic book run. There is a current run that's actually going on. It was so cool, but I feel like the series premiering on Hulu back in 2017 kind of gave light back to the comics because the Runaways, uh, for a while, weren't being at all featured in comics, at least not giving them actual runs. But it was so cool because in 2017, when the show was coming out first, when it first premiered, um, artist Chris Anka and also uh, Rainbow Rowell, she actually is writing the most current run of Runaways. And it's so cool because I feel like despite a show ending, despite a film ending, there still are comics to kind of like live on, you know? Oh, yeah. I feel like comics are kind of timeless. And it's just, I feel like people need to read more comics or just, just you know, read a little bit more, you know? <laughs> just like, I love, don't get me wrong, I'm a visual person. I love me my, my movies, my TV. I don't want this show to end. But definitely check out some comics because they're always fun to kind of like reference and kind of compare like, oh, this is what happened in the comics and this is what happened on the TV. This is how they kind of adapted it. So definitely check out the most current run from Rainbow, Rainbow of The Runaways because the art is so beautiful too. And it's just so cool seeing these characters animated or not animated, but illustrated by Chris because it's just beautiful, beautiful art. And such great storytelling from Rainbow. So, um, why don't we get on to it, girl? Our predictions. Your After Buzz <sighs> TV predictions. Because so much can happen. Oh, yeah. Do you want to just kind of dive right in? Should we kind of go like by character by character? or how Maybe you... we should character by character. Okay, okay, okay. It's so much. We got to break this down. Okay, so, <laughs> I don't know. What are your first initial thoughts of kind of like, what do you think Morgan has been doing this entire span of six months because we've seen her before the characters go went into the dark dimension. She resurrected Robert, quote yep. unquote. So what do you think she's been doing this entire time with Robert and with possibly other pride members? That's a, you know what? We're, we're curious to know where do the aliens went, right? So right. what if Morgan has them? Oh, in, in the, in present day, like in, in reality? present day. Oh, Somehow, some way, and she's making her own troop, her own army okay. for whatever her end game is. Yeah, end game. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I think whatever the case may be, Robert is now her henchman. We're just gonna say that. I I, I like that because <laughs> I can. I feel like that's the route they're going. That's the route. It feels that way, mm-hmm. and I don't think that she would just let these aliens go. Right. We don't know where they went. 
But it makes sense mm-hmm. that somehow, some way, she would manipulate this for her own gain. I wonder what these aliens look like without hosts. Are they just like beings of light? Which it kind of seems like it. You know, whereas Carolina, her her kind of adaptation in this is that she is human, but she's also part alien. That's why she glows. So I wonder, they probably just glow. They're just probably beings of light. Just this whole light. Um, I'm trying to think. Where do you think, what do you think of kind of like, your thoughts on the connection of possibly the history between the Minoru's, particularly Tina and Morgan. Do you think they had a rivalry, a falling out? You know, so Morgan was trapped in this world, and Mm -hmm. clearly she needed Nico to get out. So perhaps, whatever Morgan's plan is, this was something that she was trying to implement before Mm, she went in this dreamland. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling that Tina is going to be the key okay. to everything that we need to know about Morgan's right. mischief. She has to be. She, yeah, she. She's has about to, to be. give us some tea. She's gonna spill the tea. Her and Nico and the Runaways—they're gonna take some, some have some tea time. Uh-huh. Girl, this is what happened in the past. <laughs> this is this is in high school. More Morgan was a B. No, um, I I do want to shout out this prediction from Nicholas Kelly. He said. I predict that Alex will have his psyche damaged due to prolonged exposure to the dark dimension, which oh, I yeah. love. We can definitely see that. I, I love that, Nicholas, and that he may very well turn on the group as a whole for being left behind. Mm. Maybe they're going to go back. They have to go back for him at some point. And I yeah, think they said they would. And who better to help <laughs> you than Tandy and Tyrone? Right? Yes. Unlocking doors. Right? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm just looking at the chat. Thank you guys for giving your uh, predictions. Also, Brandon Bowie in the chat did say Tina was not in Doctor Strange, but there was a character that was kind of referencing Tina. Okay. A little bit. So that it was a different actor. It wasn't Brittany who portrays Tina on the show. But it's very interesting because there was a staff that looked just like the staff of one. Um, Mm. Any more predictions? You're thinking... Okay, Nicholas Kelly says also to to uh, kind of piggyback off what he said, as well as becoming much more sinister in his methods as well, and quite possibly give in willingly to the magistrate's son. So Alex might fully lose himself to the son, or maybe the son's going to go back to him because they're separated. They're separated right, right now, right? right? Okay. Or maybe the son and Alex are going to team up because hmm. Alex was stone cold evil in the comics. But in the, in this iteration, we kind of talked about it previously. They're tr- they they want to expand his role and show that he is not evil completely right. with you know being the host and whatnot. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of. Do you think this is going to get deep? We still have time. I have okay. to ask you, Lauren. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Do you <laughs> think? I feel like we're going to see more Pride members kind of die off. But do you think, by chance, any runaways might be killed off in this Uh, season? Are we really going to go there? We have to. Do you think that they're, by chance, this is the last season, it's getting darker. Do you think, by chance, someone might? You don't have to say who, but do you think that they might go there? Hmm. And chat, let us know if you're tuning in live. If you're not tuning in Hmm. live, let us know in the comments and get those thoughts, theories, predictions, and anything we're missing. That would be very dark. Just because we want to see them rise to the occasion and have their victory. Mm-hmm. And they've been working so hard to have their victory as a family. So right. to lose a member. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you think? Yes or no? Maybe? 
Because that's, I know that's a really tough question. I'm going to say no. Okay. Because I am secretly <laughs> hoping that they're just going to figure out how to bring a season four. Okay. Me and too. If they, and if they, if they kill someone off, it's going to make it a little difficult. Mm. So no. I'm going to I'm going to hang in there for the runaways and I'm going to say no. No one is dying. I know. I would <laughs> cry. I would definitely cry for sure cuz I'm like, okay, great. This is the last season and you're just going to kill off one of these characters that I've fallen in love with for the past 3 years and even more past that because I've loved the comics for years, so it's even it's another layer of like, oh my god, no. That's deep. Now pride? Sure. Any uh, any names you want to drop? <clears throat> I don't know. Or do I drop <laughs> no? any names? Don't drop names. Okay. I don't know. Okay, it's okay. No pressure. No pressure. We're not okay. we're not going to drop names. Okay. But I can foresee that maybe a couple more parents might. Okay. Well, as we wrap up the show, any more predictions that you think might kind of like go in the route? Clearly, we're going to get our cloak and dagger mixed in with the runaways but right. any more kind of thoughts well like, i want to know what is your prediction for nico for nico in terms of what in terms of her you know good versus evil mm-hmm. do you think that she is going to continue to go down a dark path or is she mm-hmm. done because she's kind of in a nice balance right I know. now i know that her mom she has her mom back in her life but i feel like they're still they still need to kind of like have a conversation and whatnot they're still not fully repaired so i think because of that i want them to get together more and kind of have that mentor relationship but i think nico is going to be persuaded by morgan ultimately despite i can see that happen i want her to be with her mom her mom knows the tea but i think morgan she's just been in her ear this entire time so of course eventually nico needs to kind of have that possible mentorship with morgan in order to even though it might not be the what is right or what she should do by right. any means. But and their relationship is strange. Yeah. And the whole trust strengthening aspect of their relationship is severely damaged. Yeah. So. She, she might have to go to Morgan in order to realize, no, this is wrong. I have to go choose my mom. I can see that happening. I love it. And I just, it's getting deep for sure. But unfortunately, Lauren, we do have to wrap up. <gasps> I don't want to. But we, we don't want to leave you. Right. We still have five more episodes to cover and look forward to and just enjoy as super fans as we love the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the television shows. But until then, Lauren, where can we find you on social media and anything you want to plug before we wrap? Oh, yeah. Well, you can always find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren B. Mosley. That's M-O-S-L-E-Y. And then you can catch me on Wednesdays here at After Buzz. Talking all things Vikings. Yes, thank you, Lauren. Such a good conversation with you. Yes. We did it. I love it. <laughs> okay, Rest- where can we find you? Oh, me? <laughs> well, first, you can find Shay and Mina. Go show them love on social media at Mina Makes Magic and Real Shay Jones. But me, Ollie Drennan, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. That is O L L I E D R E A M E R. I can spell sometimes. But until then, guys, <laughs> we have five more episodes left of the Runaways After Show and After Buzz TV. We love you guys. Love you. Hearing are those of the host only do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.